Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Ah! Welcome back to It yeah. Could Happen Here. This is part two of it James. It Could Happen Here, the podcast that fucks. All right, that's my job done today. Okay, part two of James's Congratulations, episode. Congratulations, Robert. Uh, the you, Spanish Robert. Civil War and the uh, the Antifa Olympics. That's right. Yep. Uh, Civil War week. Closing out with this one. Why uh, does the Olympics? Why did the Antifa Olympics hate freedom? Though is my question. Mm-hmm. The Antifa uh, Olympics are going around and destroying all of the malls. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, they're taking your children and uh, busloads of black-clad athletes are showing up in your cities to play does, sports. Th- this does make me think back briefly to when a couple of different anti-fascist groups in Seattle and Portland played uh, soccer, and it became a whole thing because yeah, there were. Like, <laughs> oh, I used to play anarchist soccer in New York mm-hmm. City. Yeah. And oh, that got that got canceled hard. Well, it's, it's, in Portland, it got canceled hard. Mm-hmm. It also, um, because it was in New York City, there was a bunch of like semi-famous actors who would come and play anarchist soccer, but then couldn't be asso- like visually associated. So like people would all mask up in solidarity whenever camera people would come by because yeah. like some famous actor was playing anarchist soccer in the park. That's very funny. Yeah, that's outstanding. More of that needed. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, these anarchists, of course, were just busy doing the traditional anti-fascist thing of starting forest fires in Oregon before. Uh, oh, okay. Before the Civil War. So, anyway, pick, picking up from the last episode, where we left our heroes. Yeah, we're talking about the heroes, right? Uh, so, with the military marching towards the city and every balcony in the working class revolt quickly becoming a sniper's nest, every rifle was needed at the barricades. The Spanish and Catalan tops took an unprecedented break from being bastards. And instead, significant elements of the Mossos de Squadra, Guardia Civil, and the elite paramilitary assault guards grabbed their handy carbines, rifles with names like Tiger and Destroyer. And <laughs> took, yeah, none of them are called Robert, sadly. Um, and took to the barricades in defense. What a of missed democracy. opportunity. Right. See, this yeah. is why the Spanish lost. Get me my Robert. I can see it now. <laughs> I'll t- I'm prepared to help you with the advertising at no cost. Just, just going to bob them right up. Mm-hmm. That's why they called them Bobbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, famously. Yeah, I think because... we need to make. I think it needs to be some sort of like nine-barreled electronic volley gun. I want to. <laughs> yeah, something famously. that could take out two. Something that could take out at least two Japanese prime ministers at once. You only need two barrels for one prime minister, so you could get up to four. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Shoot That's through right. space and time. Um, yeah. All right. So they you uh... go back and get Junshiro Koizumi. Finally. <laughs> Bring him to justice. <laughs> With a nine-barrel pipe gun. Okay, so these people... Right. So yeah. the cops and the anarchists are fighting alongside each other. Is that what you're That's telling That's correct. Me? Yep. The anarchists are pulling up paving stones, building barricades, which they had learnt in previous conflict with the state could stop light artillery, and they are welcoming the cops. It's worth pointing out that the heroes of day are not cops, and the heroes of day are very rarely cops. Instead, it's the ordinary people of Catalonia. Right, everyone from liberals to left libertarians runs to the barricades. But the anarchist affinity groups, the anarchist uh, defense committees, are the mortar that holds together the resistance. Right, they are experienced. They have plans. They provide impetus and inspiration to the working class. They are ready when their liberal government is not. Um, they had a pretty good handle on fighting in the streets of Barcelona too. This is their home turf, right? Um, mm-hmm. Incidentally, we see this shit a lot. Like people who are good at fighting the cops become integral in fighting the state. Uh, it happened in the Maidan, happened in Tahrir Square, both with like ultras, right? Like uh, football fans, or, yeah, people who go to football games that also like fighting cops. Um, so like it's not unprecedented that the folks who are good at fighting the cops become integral at fighting the state when uh, state turns bad. Turns bad. Uh, in <laughs> many cases, they also have more experience manipulating their weapons than the poorly trained conscripts, because it would be pretty hard to have less. There's a little bit of a debate, a discussion about causality here. Does the coup fail where it does because the cops remain loyal? Or does the beachhead established by the working class allow the cops, who were sympathetic but not convinced, to safely remain loyal? Right? Mm-hmm. So across Spain, it's like not quite the same as the US. The, co- the cops are better trained and better armed than the military. But they often hung back until the working class had taken decisive action, right? Um, uh, see as- which way the wind's blowing. Yeah, exactly. Like they um, Sometimes, like occasionally, they will do some sort of king shit. Like uh, in, in one city, they, uh, the couple of the assault guards are their officers side with a coup, so they get shot by their own men. <laughs> just, just, you love to see... <laughs> Uh, in other places, they sometimes do nothing. In some places, the soldiers come for them, where they're like, fuck it, it's on now. But in, in other places, they join with the working class, as they do in Barcelona. The civil guard is older, 
Um, Civil Guard tends to be in more rural places where the coup tends to be more successful, and Civil Guard mm-hmm. tends to be less loyal to the Republic. The Civil Guard in Barcelona waits until noon. Uh, and the coup is really defeated by noon. By noon, the soldiers are holed up in the food buildings, and it's very clear that they haven't won. <laughs> and then they come in on horseback, clip-clopping <laughs> down the street, doing the raised fist salute, uh, like just milking it uh, to mm-hmm. announce their sort of loyalty to Republic. They did have better guns and better marksmen, so they were helpful in assaulting the buildings that came next. Mm-hmm. I was like, um, all right, all right, everyone. We're, we're here. We saved the day. Yeah, here we come. Thin blue line. (laughs) (laughs) So what happens all across Barcelona is that the tremendously poorly organized army meet well-organized, well-entrenched resistance, and they're killed or turned back. Um, So I want to give one example of this from Avenida Icaria. Uh, It's related by Beaver in his book. Now, what they'd done in Icaria was taken out huge rolls of newsprint, like the stuff that you put newspaper on, and rolled them into the streets to make a barricade, right? Um, so, <laughs> yeah. The, the right. degree to which people were, like, ready in, like, amusing ways is uh, is a great part of this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was what they had available to them. Seemed yeah. to be stopping bullets. So Lots they of roll layers is the way to stop bullets. So It is, yeah. Lots of layers of newsprint. Um don't Paper armor is a thing in, uh, <laughs> yeah. different places. So, Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it certainly seemed to work here. And they had uh, big old guns, like uh, Spanish mouses. So the fighting stops for a second. And a small group of workers and an assault guard close the distance between themselves and two 75mm field guns. But they're holding their rifles above their heads. They signaled they wanted to talk and not to fight. And so for a few minutes, they give a passionate speech, informing the soldiers they'd been lied to that the anarchists were not in revolt, that they were in fact part of a coup, and that they should not fire on their proletarian brothers. It's not exactly clear what they said, but whatever they said, it worked. And very slowly, the seed of class consciousness was planted, and it bloomed in about the time it takes to turn a 75mm gun 180 degrees, load it, and fire it at your officers. (laughs) (laughs) Which, again, is just so good. Like, they're... The, these powerful anecdotes of like someone just being like, huh, yeah, now that you phrase it like that, we're on the same team. Let yeah, me turn this artillery gun later. around. <laughs> yeah. Just, I also just love to think of the guy who's just been like a previously like forgotten country. <laughs> yeah. Gets vaporized by a 75 millimeter gun. Yeah. Uh, it's truly magnificent stuff. So the popular Olympians are still in town, right? that uh, they turned up to show off as anti-fascists, but uh, they didn't really expect to be showing off their anti-fascist bona fides quite like this. But lots of them were winning participants. The Americans were down by the Bocadilla market. You've probably been there. You've been to Barcelona. You've probably bought an edible arrangement. Um, that's what tourists like to do. Um, and they watched the streets around them turn into battlegrounds. You can see the bullet holes in the hotel where they stayed. And some of the cafes around there. Um, but some of these bullet holes, it should be mentioned, are from a sadder and altogether different battle a year later. Um, but this day, they popped out of their hotel rooms to take a look at what was going on, got shot at, and then went back inside. And then popped That's out of different reasonable. balconies. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had this thing of popping out of different balconies. Like, I don't understand what the fuck is going on in their heads, where they're like, people keep shooting at us. Let's continue to try different balconies. <laughs> I could see doing that, just being so yeah. curious. 
Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd all made friends with Spanish people, right? They were just, uh, mm-hmm. they were not the athletes of today. Like, they were out late drinking every night. And they were really bummed very quickly, very upset. They're like, well, we need to get stuck in. Like, you know, we're young, healthy people. Um, in their diaries, they also write about seeing the Spanish women at the barricades and just being like, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is outstanding. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're just like, uh, because they're very committed, right? Like these, these anti-fascists are very committed to, uh, to gender equality. Like they really are. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, it's demonstrable in all the communications about the Popular Olympics when they send stuff to unions and unions, like here's a team, it's 10 dudes. They're like, well, that's fucking disappointing. Like, where are the women? Well, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, hey, how are we making the world better with just a bunch of dudes exercising together? Like, um, so that it really is, I think a very genuine commitment for them. And uh, yeah, they're just so pumped. Uh, so when the fighting lulls, uh, these guys come running out. Uh, and they saw those cavalry horses, right? The cavalry horses that they'd expected to parade down the Rambler in the victorious coup mm-hmm. had now been stacked on top of each other as barricades. Um, Sorry, the we, horses? Yes. Uh, they, they used the horses as cover. You can find pictures of this, I mean, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it kind of sucks because you. the horses didn't want to be fascists. Yeah. But I think we can take some solace in knowing that the people who are riding them also got killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Well, you say the horses didn't want to be fascist. I get this. Is, this is in the intersection of shit you enjoy, Robert, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shitting on horses and hating fascists. Yeah. Which are the same. No, but see, <laughs> horses would be very good at shitting on fascists. From a great well, height. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. R.I.P. Horses. You did yeah. nothing wrong. Uh, Paul went out for the horses. Uh, so. <laughs> Charlie Burley runs down into the street, right? He's pretty accustomed to fighting. He's a boxer. He is a mixed-race kid who grew up in Pittsburgh. Uh, he's refused to go to the 1936 Olympics because he doesn't want any of Hitler's bullshit. And he doesn't speak Spanish. So all he, need, all he knows how to do is pick up a crowbar, start levering up paving stones, and helping <laughs> to build a barricade. Yeah. And so that's what he does. The universal language. Yeah. Breaking shit. Um, and so uh, he just gets stuck in, and a number of them do, right? Uh, these barricades he built, like I said, they were so strong that they would stop light artillery. Across the city, whipped and snaps of bullets cracked across the wide boulevards that cut through the regimented grid of the exemplar. Snipers were stationed in the bell towers of churches. They picked off the newly formed people's militia as they dashed between the barricades carrying ammunition and food. A French athlete right wing, shot in the Right wing snipers. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. um, so mm-hmm. you will definitely read that they were priests, but they're not. I don't think uh, just a. You know, if you're going to put a sniper okay. up there, you want to put someone up there who knows how to use a rifle. But um, yeah, that makes yes. sense. Yes, yeah. So they, they probably weren't priests. That doesn't mean the priests were not abetting them. I'm sure they were at some points. Um, but yeah, uh, this is why the churches get burned. Yeah, it's one of the reasons. Uh, a group of German exiles suspected their company's diplomats might be involved. Uh, so they raided their homes and found massive stashes of weapons, <laughs> uh, which is great. Uh, the, the Republic had very liberal asylum policies, so you have a ton of German, Italian anti-fascists already in town. And mm-hmm. um, elsewhere, people found each other in the streets, were joined up with pre-existing affinity groups to form Centuria. Uh, Centurio is a Latin word for units of 100 soldiers. They're broadly based on language, and they're named after some famous leftists like uh, Tom Mann. Uh, Karl Marx or um, Ernst Salomon. 
right? They're founder of uh, Antifa with a capital A. Uh, later, these uh, would become the nucleus of the International Brigades. But the International Brigades were the army of the Comintern, and the Centurio weren't. They Comintern didn't have means the, basically like under Soviet control. Yes, that's right. They're Soviet-controlled okay. communist international, so they were doctrinally Stalinist, mm-hmm. more or less, right? Uh, okay. And certainly, like, you can read a shit ton about the International Brigades going from a broad popular front-leftist alliance to mm-hmm. uh, straight-up Stalinist and uh, what that does to their their desire to fight and their ability to fight. And uh, I would suggest that it's not great. But, it's a uh, story as old as time. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, draw your own conclusion. Cecil Elby's very good on that if you want to read his book. So these Centuria don't have officers and they certainly don't have commissars, right? And uh, off they roll uh, to fight the Nazis. By 11 a.m., General Goded has landed from Mallorca. He was hoping to command the city, which he the nationalists thought the Barcelona would be the easiest city for them, right? They thought it was a soft target. Um, they were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, again, uh, yeah, not smart. Uh, it was only through the intervention of Caridad Mercader, uh, her son incidentally killed Trotsky, uh, that his life was spared. Uh, he holed up in the headquarters, the headquarters was overrun, they wanted to execute him immediately. She intervened, she says, no, you know, we gotta, we gotta do this pretense of justice, so we put him on the prison ship Uruguay, mm-hmm. uh, and then he's killed a little later after a court-martial. He's executed a few weeks later in the Monjuic Castle. That day in the Monjuic Castle... The troops had shot their officers, the N- and the NCOs had leaded a raid on the armory uh. where they began distributing guns to anarchists. Hell. Again. Yeah, very cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, love to see it. The Catalan left and the Catholic Church uh, had some historical disagreements, right? Uh, the church had a long history of violence towards the left, and the left had an equally long history of violence towards the church. Mm-hmm. The church had been part of brutal oppression of the working class, right? victimization of, of people, uh, especially of working class women. And uh, as troops withdrew from the city in July 1936, anarchists began to take revenge against the churches. Nuns' corpses were disinterred. Priests accused of collaboration were executed. And by the afternoon, the sky began to fill with smoke. The churches burned all over the city. Sometimes they had these things called checkers, which were like revolutionary tribunals, where they put the priests or the churches themselves... Later outside Madrid, there's a famous photo of them like executing a giant statue of Jesus Christ after putting it on trial. <laughs> that's what's in the future for Robert Evans. Is execution. That is, that is a pretty funny bit. Yeah. Ah, it's good. There's a firing squad and everything. Uh, that's, yeah. That is like a pretty good dedication to the bit. You got Whether or not you agree with it, you have to respect it. Yeah, yeah the... Uh, yeah, I, uh, I... It's a good t-shirt. Maybe we could, you know, return to merch. Uh... And have that that image, but yeah, some Catholics rebuilt it. Sadly, it's uh, it's no longer riddled with bullet holes in its face. Well, it's time to. Well, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's time to kill God. Um, (laughs) Storm heaven. Yep, and uh, redistribute all the stuff. Harps for everyone. Yeah. Oh, people wore robes, actually. Uh, this became a bit of an issue because people would be like, lol, look at me, I'm wearing a robe, I pretend to be a priest. And then other people will be like, fuck you, priest, and shoot them. 
yeah, don't do that, actually. Robes yeah. for everyone, bad idea, you know, at a time of uh, anti-clerical violence. Uh, what you can do is drink all the communion wine, which is what they did. Uh, I'm sorry, all the blood of Christ is what they drank. Yes, uh, yes, I'm sorry. Well, actually, I guess uh, it only becomes that in the stomach. Yeah, no. I'm it, a bad Catholic. I don't remember any of this. Or It's just God. wine until, uh, they, until they do the thing. Yeah, okay. And say the words. And then uh, something special happens. That's 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 okay. the uh, the okay. Eucharist. So it's the pre blood. Yeah, yeah, it's his pre blood. It's just sweet wine. Mm-hmm. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month. No matter what kind of entertainment you love, addicted to true crime, catch killer cases and more spine tingling shows on A and E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. By the 20th of July, 
The military was all but done for in a city, right? But some of them had retreated back to their barracks immediately. They came out, promptly got shot at by a shit ton of people and went, nope. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, pulled a 180, returned to the barracks. So smarter than the tourists at the hotel. Yes. <laughs> Although, uh, I don't know about that because uh, these guys end up dying there. And the tourists do not. Uh, well, that's because so they're correct. side one, but... Yes, yeah, yeah, true. Well, I I would be lying if I said the tourists do not, because one of those tourists does. Uh, a guy called Albert Alchakin, uh, mm. they called him Chick. He was the coach of the team, community college professor, actually. Uh, mm. And uh, he leaves, goes back to America, uh, and just can't deal with, like, missing... It's not so much at like the guilt of not being there. It's uh, and I think some of us maybe can relate to this in a way, right? Like the missing of being there too. Yeah, the fun like that. Yeah, and how special yep. it feels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Robert's off. Uh, <laughs> Robert can can relate to this, right? Like sometimes it's the time you feel the most alive is when you're trying not to be dead. But also, like this was a fucking awesome time, right? Like mm -hmm. the cops have joined the working class. The churches are on fire. Uh, the bosses are running for the hills and the army has just had its ass handed to it by like a bunch of men and women in blue overalls. Like I can imagine it felt pretty cool. Um, so he goes home and then he decides to come back. Uh, he comes back with his wife. Uh, his wife runs the first art therapy program uh, for children uh, wow. traumatized by conflict. Yeah, the, the, wow. um, the pictures are at UCSD. Uh, I used to go sit with them all the time, uh, just kind of. I don't know, it feels like a special place, like a nice connection. Yeah, that's um, the kind of stuff that gets, like, left out of history too much too, right, is these contributions, like, and these, like, developments that come from political radicals that are, like, not just the 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 gun, the Robert, you know, or the, uh, you know, seizing of workplaces, but the developing of art therapy for people dealing with traumatic event That rules. Yeah, absolutely, right? Like, these people made homemade bombs, but they also, like, made it easier for kids to process their trauma. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and like that's what anarchism is folks um, yeah. but yeah uh, Jenny Berman uh, they hyphenated their last names uh, Berman Chaikin wow. uh, she's also yeah. advanced <laughs> yeah highly progressive 1930s yeah his wife uh, Jenny was definitely the radical and she she sort of brought him on and, and he was like okay. yeah fucking you got it um, so yeah he goes back uh, you can see the pictures uh, at UCSD they're online too but Al dies in a, in a sort of chaotic retreat to the International Brigades. Uh, no one knows where, right? Uh, I'm trying to write a book about him. I have some of his diaries. Uh, just an inspirational guy in a lot of ways. Very nice yeah. guy. Uh, he's also like, he sort of draws a lot of uh, disdain from the other passengers on the boat when they're crossing the first time mm -hmm. uh, because the passengers keep getting mad that the black folks and the white folks are eating at the same table at dinner from the Popular Olympics team. Oh, uh, and he's... Uh -huh just like super mad at this and like why would you be that way so it just keeps like getting uh, and he is a wrestler right mm -hmm. like he's a collegiate wrestler he went to olympic trials so just keeps getting in people's faces about it i guess um <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> which like yeah uh, is yeah. i guess being an ally or something but um does just, wife survive yes. the war yes jenny berman is in uh there's a film called the good fight okay uh which is about the american volunteers and you can see her talking about him um, yeah, I think it's, it's obviously a pretty difficult experience for her talking about him, but uh, uh, yeah. and I'm sure the whole thing is pretty rough given, you know, the uh, things that happen afterwards. But yeah, uh, yeah. again, a wonderful person. She's passed away now, but 
yeah, actually, it's it's the interview. It's the full interview with her that I'm waiting for, so I can write about him. Cool. Um, but yes, she does. Uh, look up the good fight. It's a good film. So on the 20th of July, the anarchists are assembling outside these barracks. Right? Uh, they had to support the police, but they didn't want it anymore, and so <laughs> they assembled their own troops instead. Right? <laughs> Garcia Oliver, Abad de Santillon, Nascaso, and Duruti are on some chad shit, and. Uh, they do what the anarchists did at this time, which is uh, they lead a frontal charge on the barracks where there are still <laughs> machine guns. Um, so uh, they are brave, but perhaps not tactically astute. Um, I've, I've read so. about this where basically one of the problems that people had like strategically about the anarchists is that the anarchists in Spain were so uh, fervent in their beliefs that they basically were like, Hooray! Soon I will be a martyr, and like all charged at machine guns, and like weren't always the most strategic. Does that map to your understanding? Or was yeah, that- in the early days of the civil war, they're like because they had been raised for decades of propaganda of the deed, yeah. right? Uh, and like propaganda of the deed is a saying, like you know, like you can die as a hero and become an example to the working class, and, and you will elevate the cause. It's as close mm-hmm. to martyrdom as you can get in, in an atheist. Yeah. political belief i think and yeah so they were just uh, i don't like like ascaso right? ascaso is a famous anarchist leader uh ascaso is a guy who dies uh like literally leading the charge frontally on a machine gun at this mm-hmm. time at this barracks right he dies in less than 24 hours after the war has started mm-hmm. um and he's a member of this uh nosotros group with deruti and, and others uh, and garcia oliver and uh he's the one who gives his name to the pistol right so uh in terrasa uh, the CMT, the um, the anarchists, anarcho-syndicalists, take over an arms factory, uh, take it over, they, the workers run the factory, and they start making these pistols with his name mm-hmm. on. Uh, so it's like the only gun that is That's not cool. in some way morally compromised. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I guess in that sense, he goes on to kill a lot of fascists. Um, yeah. But yeah, they, they, they don't want the help of the police. They don't want the tactical advice. Deruti actually later is very good at this. He has regular army officers embedded with his column and he listens mm-hmm. to them. And that allows him to be more successful than the other anarchists. Okay. Um, but yeah, he, uh, the battle cries, Adelante hombres del CNT, which is like, you know, forward men of the CNT. They had women too, uh, but I guess that's not what they were going for. And they took the barracks along with 30,000 rifles. Wow. Pretty much all of those would be in the hands of working people within a couple of days. Wow. Yeah, that's a vast... Like, this is a decent slice of the Republic's weapons, right? Yeah. Uh, until they get resupplied later. And interestingly, like the, the Soviet Union and Mexico supply them, but they, the Republican government in Madrid doesn't want people supplying the anarchists. So only um, CZ or Vazor, the Czech uh, gun company, uh, mm-hmm. are willing to illicitly violate two different arms embargoes to supply the anarchists later in the yes. war. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Based CZ. Yeah. Maybe we can have them be the advert for this episode. Finally, a ca- uh, a, a, a solid case for the hammer-fired arm in, in, in modern days. We, we have to honor <laughs> yep. the legacy of CZ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, the only the only morally correct firearm to buy. The Glock wouldn't have done that, motherfuckers. Nope. No, yeah, don't see any mm. Glocks in, in anarchist hands. Uh, yeah, buy a right. 32 ACP because it also killed Hitler. It's the most anti-fascist mm-hmm. gun that you, can, that you can own. <laughs> Hitler killed Hitler, but, you know. <laughs> we don't have to go there. <laughs> the uh, real anti-fascist. 
Critical support to Adolf Hitler. (laughs) Or you could say, yeah, well, you know who else tried to kill Hitler? Hitler. He did once before uh, in 1923 after the failed Munich putsch. But mm-hmm. his friend Putzi Hanfstangel's wife, who he had a crush on, stopped yes, him yeah. from killing himself, which was <laughs> yeah, he, which was a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she let the team down. Um, so see, that's where CZ came in, giving him an efficient way to kill himself with no wives around. Uh, he did have a wife around, didn't he? See. Oh well. Thank you, Hit- CZ. Hitler's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, let's go back to Spain, uh, Catalonia, I guess. Um, so. The French Popular Olympics team left that day. Uh, they sang the International Isle uh, from the deck of their boat as they pulled out the port. A few days later on the Rambler, parade was organised. The various nations of the Popular Olympics marched down the street, led inexplicably uh, by some bagpipers who had arrived with the British team. Hell yeah, um, that's how you know they're international bagpipes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Why, why not? I, I love that Like, yeah, some anti-fascist bagpipers had been recruited yeah. uh, by this point. And they all sang the international in their own languages, uh, did the, uh, the race for salute that would become the popular French salute. And they heard a speech. And in the speech, they were told, you've come for the games, but you've remained for the greater front in battle and in triumph. Now your task is clear. You'll go back to your countries and spread the word, the news of what you've seen in Spain. So some of them went back and some of them stayed. All in all, about 200 of them actually uh, stayed to fight or came back to fight. Um, Some of the names are Bill Scott. Uh, He was an Irishman who came for the games. Uh, He uh, he went back and forth between Spain and Ireland a bunch, wrote some some letters to newspapers to encourage other people to join. Uh, His big slogan was a victory for fascism in Spain is a victory for fascism in Ireland. Um, uh, That's the same slogan that the other side used too, right? (laughs) <laughs> yes, but the uh, the Irish volunteers who fought for the fascists were fucking exceptionally useless. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, may have excelled more than Irish volunteers who fought for the anti-fascists or killing fascists. Um, <laughs> which, like, I guess, critical support to them. Um, he fights in the Battle of Madrid, Bill Scott, where he gets shot in the neck, uh, Orwell style. So there you go, Robert. Maybe they really were sticking their necks out. Mm-hmm. Um. You got Otto Bosch. Uh, Otto Bosch was a lover of novelist and poet Muriel Rukeyser. Uh He was a cabinet maker, sprinter, uh, and liter- an actual card-carrying Antifa member. Uh, and now he was a soldier. Um, he also died. Uh, the sad part about this part of the war is everyone dies uh, pretty quickly afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really sad. Uh, these people are, you know, as, as good as people come. And... Uh, they all end up dead. But let's not talk about that. I want to focus on the, the victorious part. Um, okay. So that evening, right? Durucci, Garcia Oliver, and Abad de Santillon go and meet with companions. Ascaso is dead, uh, right? Because he was on his heroics. Um, they're still in their monos. They're still covered in blood. <laughs> and they're still carrying their weapons. Uh, which is the way one should meet with a, uh, a politician. Mm-hmm. Um, so... <laughs> He gives him this little speech. And I, like some people say it's apocryphal. I don't really give a fuck. I think it's nice. I'm going to read it. It's not very long. Um, firstly, I must say that the CNT and the FI have never been treated as their true importance merited. You have always been harshly persecuted. And I, with much regret, was forced by political necessity to oppose you, even though I was once with you. Today, you are the masters of the city and of Catalonia, 
because you alone have conquered the fascist military. And I hope that you will not forget that you did not lack the help of the loyal members of my party. But you have won, and all is in your power. If you do not need me as president of Catalonia, tell me now, and I'll become just another soldier in the fight against fascism. If, on the other hand, you believe that I, my party, my name, my prestige could be of use, then you could depend on me and my loyalty as a man who is convinced that a whole past of shame is dead. So that's nice. That's intense. Uh, that's cool. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, interesting, you know? Right, it's fascinating. I think it's the clearest we get to a person at a time being like, in the last 24 hours, I have gone from president to a guy who has to ask the anarchist for a rifle so I can fight. Yeah. Um, and like, it's, uh, you know, people get on the Zelensky stuff, but uh, this is kind of different, I guess, you know, like it's good to find someone who cares about a cause more than power. Yeah, as a rule, if it's your job to be in charge of people, I'm probably not a fan of that job existing. But if when it comes down to it, you 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 throw down rather than hide in a bunker or flee the country to live in exile in, I don't know, whatever friendly country, then that's better than the alternative. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think, yeah, yeah being more attached to this and to your self-preservation or your power, I think is admirable. <laughs> Um, For example, if Joe Biden had burned down the third precinct himself, I think a lot of people would feel more positively towards him. <laughs> he he did though. <laughs> Robert, you didn't. Um, we're not supposed to talk about this on the podcast, guys. You're oh, right. You're oh, right. This is sorry. this is. Yeah. We're keeping that Yet one again. under wraps until yeah. the midterms really start to heat up. Yeah. 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 That's and that's, released, that's an October and we released surprise. The video of Joe Biden with a firebomb. <laughs> I was told that he had a uh, a can of Axe body spray and a lighter. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how he normally rolls yeah. when he's in block. And, all right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that image is like so cursed that I'm like... Joe Biden in block. <laughs> doing the smile like he's in the Camaro, but just holding the Axe body spray and a cigarette lighter. But everyone can figure out it's him because he keeps touching people and everyone's keeping... Yeah. He's, he's sniffing everybody's hair, yeah, yeah, yeah. asking if he can smell the inside of their balaclavas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Uncle Joe, a hero, mm -hmm. a true anti-fascist. Yeah. Um, are you are you going dark, Brandon, on us? Oh God, are we are we going to have to explain what dark Brandon is on the pod? No, eventually? I, don't, I don't think we need to. I don't think that's no. ever going to be relevant. No, <laughs> I think um, we'll just say let's go, Brandon. Look it up, kids. Just type "Dark Brandon" into your Twitter search bar and see what happens. And educate yourselves. <laughs> I'm oh, gonna do no. this right now, but please continue. Yeah, please do, because I don't have a fucking clue. No, I have uh, no idea uh, what they're talking about. No, I'm not on the internet enough, uh, uh, and I don't think I'll ever want to be. Um, so things go differently all across the country, right? Um, the Navy. I'm waiting to hear Margaret squeal or scream or cry. I. Uh, I just don't understand. Um, okay. I think it's that he's a vampire. Yes. Go fucking go ahead. Tell us about Dark Brandon. No, I don't know. It's just weird memes. <laughs> it's I think scary. Robert knows. I don't want to know. Uh yeah, you don't need to know. It's fine. Okay. It's okay. it's it's a good time. It's 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 a good time on the internet. That's all mm -hmm. the Dark Brandon is. All right. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. The Navy doesn't fall for the coup, right? Uh, and this leads to this spectacular uh, exchange between the crew of uh, Jaime Primero, the, uh, the James I battleship, right? And the Ministry of Marine. Crew to Ministry of Marine. We have encountered serious resistance from the commands and officers on board. Crew to Ministry of Marine. We have subdued them by force. Urgently request instructions as to bodies. Ministry to Marine to crew. Lower the bodies overboard with respectful solemnity. What is your present position? Um, So what they've done there is the officers have declared for the crew, for the coup, and the the sailors on board the ship have killed them and thrown them over the edge. (laughs) Subdued Um, by force. What do we do with the bodies, the people we have subdued? Just the most amazing radio message. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the officers turn out to be chuds, and then like brief pause. What do you want us to do with their bodies? Is, uh, again, king shit. So it's a few days before the battle lines really get drawn uh, as to who 
is where, who's on what side of the Spanish Civil War. It's a few days before it becomes clear that this is a civil war. Because without boats, the rebels seem to be in trouble. But the fascists came to their aid with planes to airlift the troops from Africa. The Republic had more troops and more access to supplies, and it looked like they were going to win a war of attrition. That doesn't work out, because France, the UK, and the United States abandoned Spain. And the fascists do not abandon Franco. But I don't really want to finish there. I want to backtrack and think about how many times in the past or the present, the working class of a city is spontaneously organized to prevent an army from entering that city. And especially in the age of the tank and the bomber, I can't really think of any. And I don't know if you guys can, but I couldn't come up with one. I got nothing. Yeah, anyone? I mean, other than Kiev, kind of. Yeah, yeah, spontane- true. Some of it was at least spontaneous, but yeah. Yeah, mm. uh, it wasn't against their own army. Like, they had an army. Uh, no, that is, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could, there are pieces of that, and it was it was not as organized uh, or clearly as successful in, you know, the Holy Week uprisings and uh, the Watts riots and stuff. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, um, yeah. pieces of it. Yeah, I mean, even like uh, in Minneapolis, right? Like, uh, yeah, pieces of it in Minneapolis. Where the state didn't exist for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, this this revolution is somewhat unique, at least in that, right? And what happens afterwards uh, and what happened in the Civil War isn't what I want to end on. You can see this kind of idea in Ken Loach's film, Land and Freedom, uh, mm-hmm. that, that this was a romantic failure. And I don't think that's true. I think that they... The only way for the civil war to succeed was doing what it did for the republic to succeed was doing what it did well and what it did well was harnessing the enthusiasm and passion of the working class people to build a better world for themselves. When it became not worth fighting and dying for something, then the war was already lost for a lot of people. Trying to mass behind a conventional war effort doesn't make sense when your enemy has every advantage in a conventional war effort. But I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on the last week of July 1936, when the city's in the hands of the people, when there are no cops and no bosses, but people go back to work as collectives, when there's no money, but people distribute food to people who need it. All across Spain, and not just at the barrel of a gun, people collectivized. They collectivized in Castile, and they socialized industry in Valencia. And it's a remarkable moment in human history. It doesn't last more than a year, but I think it shows us that uh, this this other future was possible, right? The uh, the path we took from 1936 to the present day was not the best one. Uh, but I like yeah. to think that just for a just for a little while, we could have done better. Um, and uh, I think that's where I want to end. Really, is thinking about how we could do better. And um, uh, if people want to read books, just this has already been a long episode. I will say uh, Helen Graham's very short introduction is very good. Um, Anthony Beevor's newer book is good and you can get an audio book uh, Julian Casanova is one of my favourite writers in Spanish and some of his stuff is translated into English uh, Augustin Guillemot's book Ready for the Revolution on uh, the affinity groups of the CNT and, and Chris Elam's stuff on Barcelona is excellent um, if you're in Barcelona Nick Lloyd's walking tours are excellent um, but yeah I hope that's enough there uh, you can watch Ken Loach's film. You can watch, uh, I think it's called Parallel Mothers. That's on Netflix. Um, a couple of good films. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, Margaret, again, for joining me yeah. to uh, he- hear me drone on about the Spanish Civil War for an hour. Oh, I'm, I'm, um, I'm into it. I, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know. All, I, 
I've only been learning the the details more recently. You know, I've I've always just heard about it in in broad strokes and the like. You know, a lot of people like talking about what it means, right? But talking about what it means is cool. But the stuff that's like really interesting to me is the stuff that actually like makes it matter is the the person who shows up and uh, you know develops ways to deal with trauma by art therapy and the people who bravely steal dynamite and become named named Rosa the Dynamiter. What was what was her name? Yeah, Rosa la Dinamitera. Yeah, yeah. Um, she loses a hand. Yeah, uh, it's better than continues. Rosa the Riveter. I mean. No offense to Rosa <laughs> yes. the Riveter, but Rosa the Dynamiter is is is, is doing well. Um, what Rosie the Dynamiter go after all of the libraries keeping the books imprisoned. Free knowledge. <laughs> yeah, librarians the gatekeepers of thought. I really like Traffic librarians. <laughs> Take I didn't want to get canceled, but um, <laughs> I like libraries and librarians. You you all aren't ready for this discourse, Margaret. But your lib, li- lib Margaret Killjoy yeah, take. Your librarians Basically are problematic. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we know you're a CIA asset because of your pro library stance. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, capitalist infrastructure. Look, what? Where did the CIA train all those people to overthrow governments? The School of the Americas. What does every school have? Books. See, I think school is the problem because that's the School of Americas. Is there's two Mm. things wrong with School of Americas? It's school and America. (laughs) (laughs) Most most of the problem is the school part. I think (laughs) the the real problem was School of the Americas that had school in the name, and we can't have that. That is that's an oppressive hierarchical system of learning. Unbelievable. Mm. If Amerigo Vespucci never came here, maybe things would be different. Maybe even better. Wow, anti-Italian slander. I'm here for it. Well, (laughs) let's all end on that note. Fuck Italy. Yep, and fuck traffic lights. Margaret, do you have anything to plug? Uh, I do. Uh, People can get my, they can pre-order my book that is all about why traffic lights are bad. Um, It's called We Won't Be Here Tomorrow, and it's written from the point of view of a traffic light that knows it's it's about to be abolished. It's out from AK Press. Who uses the red and black flag as the logo, and much like the anarchists in the Spanish Civil War who developed the red and black flag, which is to reference, of course, the negation of the red, because the red in the traffic light is what stops you. Um, and so the black is the negation right. of the red in this in this case. Yeah. And yeah. that's what happens when you disconnect a traffic light from power. It goes black. Yeah. Exactly. No one's disconnecting shit, Robert. People are shooting the traffic lights. And you know what? A- AK, <laughs> Just do you know what clear. AK Press do you know do you know what AK Press sells? A- books. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> well, books and and books. Where where, where do books get kept? Li- Libraries. Uh, That's right. That's right. It's, it's all. It's your. Everyone is in on it. Okay. Well, if mm-hmm. you don't want to be part of the evil world, you can do what uh, is clearly good, which is listen to podcasts and create parasocial relationships. <laughs> yes, with the unproblematic <laughs> medium of podcasting. And if you want yeah, to create absolutely. a parasocial relationship with me. You can listen to my podcasts, one of which is called Live Like the World is Dying. It's an individual and community preparedness podcast. And the other one is called Cool People Who Did Cool Stuff, which is all about people who defend libraries from people like you. Um, and Anti- Anti-learning nihilist radicals. Yeah. Yeah, anti-library action. That's right. <laughs> that's right, Jess. That's what the ALA is, isn't it? That's that's what that that is why I fly the black and gray. 
<laughs> I'm just <laughs> making fun of people you. now. Uh, Never mind. All right. All right. I was, all right. Thank you, Morgan, yeah, for joining us. My friend did yeah, once good. make me an anarcho goth flag that was black and then black lace. Um, That's great. So, uh, thanks for having uh, me. On. I would, I would fly that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening, uh, James. Where can people find you online? Uh, I'm all over the internet. Uh, you can just put in my name at James Stout on Twitter. Um, sometimes I write things. I will talk about them there. Great. Well, you can find me at I Write OK. You can follow the show on right. at, at by Cool Zone Media and Happen Here Pod and send any complaints to at hung, uh, sorry no send at yeah, hungry bow tie no send any complaints <laughs> to at I Write OK. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. I don't read responses. <laughs> bye 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 bye. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.